Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat over Zoom with Singaporean actor, US-based Key Chan, who you may know playing villain Russell Tan in the CW show Kung Fu. We have a chat to him about Kung Fu, as well as his experience working on Star Wars Episode 3 and Mission Impossible 2, as well as about his life living here in Australia for over 20 years. There's so much to cover today, so let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Rave it up. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Irish. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. It's Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. We're raving It Up. Rave It oh, Up. Fun. Hashtag Lauren Rave It Up. Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. I raving. We're raving it up. Key, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you going today? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. You're and very you know, welcome. It's, I know that you're a really busy man with all the filming of Kung Fu at the moment, so I really mm-hmm. appreciate your time. Since this is your first time on our show, we'd actually mm-hmm. love to start from the beginning, if that's okay, to get a good idea of how you've made it to where you are today. Mm-hmm. So you were born in Singapore and actually for our audience migrated to Australia, so mm-hmm. he's lived here before as well. You spent mm-hmm. two years in the Singapore Armed Forces and the Military Police. So can you tell us, how did you find your love for acting? Because obviously Armed Forces is very different. Did you grow up just watching heaps of movies for fun no, and wanted to be no, a part of it? not at all. I actually started it, started my, um, my career in Australia, in Sydney, Australia. Woo! Represent. Um, <laughs> totally, totally. You know, I, I lived in Sydney for 21 years. Wow. Um, it's, although I wasn't born there, it's like my hometown, you know, I feel very comfortable. It's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Yeah. You have the harbour, you have the Blue Mountains, and the food is so amazing. Um, but, um, yes, I started off in Sydney, by chance, and then I was hooked. Because you came over here with your mum and dad too. Was that, did you guys move just because of, I don't know, your dad's work or just wanted to change your scenery? Yes, I did. Um, I moved here because I was under 21 and um, dad had residence. Dad was offered residence in those decades ago, you know, mm-hmm. and they offered him residence if he would come over and be a doctor. I mean, he's just a doctor. 
to work in Australia as a doctor because they were short. And so he said, yes. So all of us went for an interview and we got our residences and we migrated. And I took the chance to come because I was still under 21. So still being, you know, under a child in those days. Yes. So was acting a little bit of a hidden love even back when you were in Singapore or did it really come into fruition when you were here in Australia? I think every child, you know, no matter where you're, you dream of being an actor or at least being in films or doing something in movies because it's innate in us to act, you know, children do that, kindergarten do that, they they play, act, they dress up and for the, you know, for the parents can watch shows in kindergarten and primary school, it's, you know, it's what's inside us to play dressing ups to play fantasy and things mm. except that you know we here we're doing it on a bigger scale as adults and we get paid for it yes <laughs> for everyone <laughs> to enjoy at home you know when we're locked up because of covid and stuff mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah what a fantastic job so there wasn't any other careers that you wanted to pursue like and they like to call it a bit of a plan b because i have heard you're an amazing swimmer as well and even an incredible artist I have been swimming since I was four years old, yes. And I still do to this very day. So I've been swimming regularly for decades. And my my primary stroke actually is butterfly. Oh, it's a great thing to do as you get older, isn't it? Just a, mm-hmm. a physical exercise. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. But that was just more of just for the fun of it. You didn't really ever think of doing it professionally as well? No, not at all. No, even sketching was just casual. I did it on, I've been sketching since I was a kid and I do it on set. I've been doing it since the 1990s because it's the way of um, relaxing, you know? Yeah. And zoning out. out. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's really good then. It sounds like you were very driven from day one with acting, that that was kind of plan A, there was no plan B and you just went for it. There was no plan B. I was, after I was bitten by it, I decided this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life and nothing's going to stop me. So motivated. <laughs> I feel like we all need to be like that for everybody's lives. If you, if you know what you want to do, go for it. But you know, Lauren, when you find something you love doing and you stick to it, you cannot help but succeed because, mm. you know, when you're driven, there's nothing stronger than love. Nothing stronger. It yeah. vanquishes everything. Yeah, because I've been doing this for, what, I think this is the 11th or 12th year I've been interviewing and it's just, it, it, the time has gone so quickly because I love what I do and I'm sure it has happened exactly for you as well with mm-hmm. all the acting, that the time has mm-hmm. just gone boop. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like work, does it, for you? No, absolutely not because mm-hmm. I love hearing people's stories and getting to chat to people. That's why I got into it. So exactly like with acting, you get to play a character, you get to kind of be that big kid in a way, as you said, you get to you be do. creative. And you meet a lot of people, you know, you interact with so many people. And there's also too this little plus about it, you travel so much, mm. you know, Absolutely. to different locations all around the world. That's the great but thing anyway. about the entertainment industry. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. 
And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Looking for the most comfortable and fashionable gym clothes around? Introducing Gym XO. They are an eco-friendly brand from the UK. Gymwear made from recycled materials. Pick from some really cute gym sets, tops, bottoms, and there are even options for curvy women. Get 30% off today with free shipping by using our discount code RAVEITUP30 at checkout. Go to gymxo.co.uk today. That is gymexo.co.uk. Well, I'd love to even talk to you about, especially at the beginning, because now you've got a name out there for yourself and it must be a little bit, tiny bit easier. You know, you've still got to go out there and audition and everything, but a little bit easier now that you've established your name and your talent. I want to just give you a little bit of your cheerleader here. Just <laughs> a bit of a compliment there for you. You're very, very an amazing actor. And But at the beginning, you know, we all have to pay our dues and really get out there and try to just prove that you've got that talent. Please give me a chance. Give me any job. With Australia, a lot of people, especially us Australians, want to go over to Hollywood. That's kind of where we find where the opportunities are. But for you, how did you find that with living here in Australia for 21 years? Did you actually find you got more opportunities because it's a bit of like a big fish in a small pond sort of thing? Or did you actually prefer, you know, LA, even though it's very competitive? Oh, not at all. Not at all. Um, I started in the 80s. You know, and during that, it's, that's decades ago. So it was very different, different story then. And also, um, there weren't very many at all roles for Asians and or minorities. And what there were were tokenisms. You know, because it just just wasn't quite sold, and what people were interested in then in those in the period. And also, it was just the early days when Asians or me we began to migrate. You know. Mm. Um, yes, it was very tough in those days, you know, especially being an Asian. And I decided I really need, needed to make myself stand out. And um, what I did was one day I decided I'll just shave my head in the early days. <laughs> so That's I would stand out. And I did. I've been shaving it my day. My, I've been shaved since then. Sorry. <laughs> That's a very big, bold statement. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of like my own branding in the very beginning I thought you know desperation desperate measures you have to do desperate things so I did <laughs> and to keep with it too <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well I think it just goes with so many different like roles that mm -hmm. look as well so you must have really stood out there well yes I did stood out because there was no one else, you know, who shaved the head in those days. And it also made it much, much more difficult to get work because I was so different. Nobody wanted me anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I persevered. I kept it, you know, and I, it became who I was. And I'm guessing kind of over time, it, it did start to become easier. Like, you know, when you think back upon those days, you know, I talked to my dad about it a lot because he's a huge Bruce Lee fan. And uh -huh. for him, you know, really kind of carving the, the path for you guys that hey we us Asians should be on the screen and representing all of you mm -hmm. us <laughs> for you yes yes mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Did you find that kind of made it a lot easier after he did that? He definitely did. Absolutely, mm-hmm. he did. But then once you start getting roles, you need to deliver. You need to deliver something really good. Otherwise, you are not hired again, you know. Mm. This industry is very, very tough. So I'm always making sure that my next piece of work is always better than the last. Definitely the word gets around, doesn't it? Instead of, oh, he's amazing, keep hiring him. If you did a bad job, don't hire him. We don't need him again. Because even I've heard from a lot of different actors, sometimes with different auditions, you get a lot of the similar people in the same room. That must be frustrating. <laughs> no, not at all. The The key to it all really is just being yourself because you don't want to be somebody else. Everyone wants to be someone else. You know, they think that if I be like somebody, may I get a job. But I have learned through very hard lessons that the best person you can be on screen is who you are mm, definitely because there is you're unique no one can become you yeah i've said i've stood by the tenor by the way i love that yes that's good advice for uh, all our audience today as well for not even mm-hmm. acting just be yourself in any area of life any job interview because there is no one like you that sounds very cheesy but <laughs> it's very mm-hmm. very true it is so true absolutely mm-hmm well, I definitely want to chat about some of your other incredible opportunities that you've had over your career, just for our audience in particular. You know, when you were here in Australia, you did shows like Home and Away, of course. A lot of actors do. That's how they start out. You did Water Rats, Sea Patrol, and even the film Red Dog, True Blue. But it's also... Yeah, yeah, but it's also the US projects I'd love to talk about because in 1992 you were in Moby Dick and lead support to Patrick Stewart Mm -hmm. and then you were even in Mission Impossible 2 in 2000 and then Star Wars Episode 3, guys, in 2005 and 2018's Mortal Engines. So first of all, Mission Impossible 2, how was it working alongside Tom Cruise? I did not much have much to do with him. He oh, have been a real like scenes, a round floating. <laughs> no, Tom is a very hardworking guy. You know, he knows the grindstone. He is an utter professional when he works. It's um, quite formidable. His work is legendary. Filming days on all sets are very long, and I spend a lot of time <laughs> in between sketching. Actually. <laughs> I did. And actually, I gave one of my biggest sketches to Tom when when I left. I didn't give it to him when I left. I gave it to one of the assistant directors. I said, give this to Tom, but only after I leave, because I don't want him to thank me. I said, make sure that I leave. Yes. You know, not coming back. End of contract. Then give it to me. Then give it to him. Oh, that's really nice. Didn't didn't really want to just have a nice conversation with him if he came up and thanked you. (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh, that's really sweet of you, though. That just shows how beautiful and humble you are. And I keep hearing you're such a beautiful, gentle and kind soul. So that just proved it. <laughs> and in um, Star Wars Episode 3, I wanted to know, was that your actual hair or was that a wig, that red mohawk? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a, it was, it was a wig. You call it a wig. There's a special word for it. I don't know what it is. Switch? No, it's not a switch. It's something. Um, it took kind of like a the, head cap sort of thing. Yeah, it 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 was glued on my head. Yes. Wow, glued mm-hmm. on your head. 
Mm-hmm. I, I had to know shave. They could do that. Oh yes, yes, yes. You know, I shaved my head, of course, to make sure that there's not even any stubble. And then that's when the process happened. You glue it on. Wow. Because I was thinking, oh my goodness, if that is your real hair, very dedicated to first of all do a mohawk. <laughs> that would have been an interesting, just everyday sort of look. But also mm-hmm. to have it red, I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Flaming red. Yeah, flaming red. Not just red, just not just a dark red, guys, if you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is very interesting. That's why I wanted to bring it up. <laughs> hey, guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bully or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. Have you always wanted to learn how to dance? Always say you're going to do it, maybe even make it a New Year's resolution, but never do? Well, this is your time! Hills Latin Dancing teaches salsa, bachata, and merengue classes for all ages and fitness levels. No partner or previous dance experience is required. If you don't live in Sydney, that is okay too. We teach private lessons over Zoom for only $50. We also offer wedding dances, and also a seated dance class for the elderly and those with mobility challenges. Come join us for some fun. Visit our website, hillslatindancing.com.au for more information and to book your class now. So congratulations are in order for you because your new project, you're playing villain Russell Tan in Kung Fu. So this is like a reimagining of the 1970s series. Is that a little bit daunting at all? And is there a certain kind of level of expectation, especially from the past Kung Fu fans? This is a very different story from the original. Yes, as I've noticed. Um, Yes, very different. And it's it's a modern take. It's actually the story of Nikki Shen, uh, played by Olivia Lang. She's so wonderful. Oh, Uh, so good. She's... She is so wonderful on set, Olivia. Um, but I, I need to focus on this. It's um, it's all about her story and her finding of herself, you know, and her journeys, her past, and everything else. And even Russell Ten, this amazing bad guy they wrote in, is just an observation of Nikki Shen. It is part of the evolving story of her life and how she grows up, how she learns about life, her history, and what drives her. I'm sure a lot of people, though, without, you know, listening to interviews like this, kind of already going in with a little bit of pre-expectation, wouldn't you think? Because it's the same name as well. By the name, yes. But once they watch it, they will see it's a different story completely. It's all about family values as well. It's about honour. It's about integrity it's about sacrifice it's about of bad things as well you know and how you deal with these things and the onus of all of this is on the oneself what you do with what you are presented with in life and what you do with it mm. you sleep with it i mean you what you do with it that's 
what you created. Mm. And what do you think about it being with a female lead this time as well? I'm very proud. I love of it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's, it's about time, though, isn't it? I, I love that. I think representing so. not only women for the female lead, it's representing Asians because it's pretty much predominantly an, a whole Asian cast, mm -hmm. and as well with uh, the character of Ryan, who's I could not believe because I <laughs> only just started watching it um, just the other day, and I was thinking. Oh my god, I know that person, and uh, the guy that plays Ryan is actually—I grew up with him—and I was like, I didn't know he was in this show. <laughs> so, right. yeah, mm -hmm. very proud of him, and that's also representing a lot of the L LBGTQI community as well. So, mm -hmm. go check it out, guys, if you haven't already. It just has a little bit of everything in there for everybody, plus a lot of action and a lot of drama. It's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. So I really wanted to know, because this is a very different role for you as well, playing the villain, playing the bad guy. What was your reaction to that when you first read the script instead of it being, you know, being a good guy like you have in the past? I've done quite a few bad guys, not just good guys. Yes. But I have never done a bad guy who is a father and who has children. So that was a challenge for me to strike the balance between this, to make this guy, this evil guy, not just hated by, because he's going to be hated by everybody, it's written so bad, that, but I had to make sure that people could relate to him, that he was a father, that he was a human, you know, mm. um, that he had vulnerabilities, insecurities, and more than anything else, he loved his children too. It's complex, of course, it's a very complex family relationship, but then many families are complicated yes and this is not different you know mm. well i do love that you believe in trying to kind of find that humanity in russell including that sympathy and that compassion and obviously it does really help when he does have a family so what else do you think you're kind of doing yourself in maybe some of your like non-verbal things to kind of create that humanity outside of that family as well I know, I can't, like, when I watch it, I can't explain it. It's just, like, the subtleties of your acting. It might just be some facial expressions or just how you've said something, like, top It's It's, it's top job. What, it, what it is, it's, it's just a struggle inside each one of us. Every one of us has, you know. You struggle with what you think, how you feel, what you want to say, what you want to do, what you can't, or you hold yourself back. It's all those things, you know. Um, it's a projection of many things, but it's also the withholding of many things, which creates compelling people. Mm. And it kind of makes it a lot more relatable because we're all like that a little bit, you know, when it kind of mm -hmm. comes back to we all wear different sorts of masks as well. We do. Depending on who we're with. And for him, he's got a family, but he's also a billionaire, you know, that he has heaps of money and also has a lot of secrets that we don't know about. <laughs> he does. And you will see in the next several, in the next few episodes before the finale, how complicated his life and his being becomes. Just in the beginning of the season, there's just lots of questions. It's like, what? What's he doing now? What? <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. too many watts like you're like what is he doing what is going on but you need you need to watch russell yes kind of <laughs> subtleties and key's amazing acting 
Thank I you. wanted to know too, with playing a billionaire, that must be fun. Like, it seems like you get to have some, be in some of the really cool, I don't know if it's actually, a, a, you know, a real place or a set, um, but being surrounded by just heaps of money. <laughs> I was more... I was more focused on making sure that I played him right oh, and correctly. <laughs> I, I wasn't phased or concentrating on what was around me. Mm. Is it mm-hmm. is it a set or is it actually a real place as well? Some some real homes and certain parts of them are sets. Wow. It Movie was, magic, right? <laughs> it was a wonderful experience. Season two was a wonderful experience. I've only watched the first few episodes of season two with what I could have time to watch before coming to interview you. Do you Mm -hmm. get to do some fighting yourself later on or is that kind of why Russell has his, like, own men? (laughs) I do have certain... Russell does have certain fighting scenes, but um, (laughs) they're actually done by my wonderful, wonderful stunt double. Oh, um, that's a shame. John, Johnson, <laughs> Johnson girl. Yeah. Shout out to all the stunt people because they do an incredible job. But also with that movie magic, we don't know whether it's you or the stunt double. <laughs> that is exactly it. When Johnson yeah. works, when he does what he does Russell in, in the stunts, no one can tell. People are saying they, they can't tell whether that's me or a double. Mm. So Does kudos you know- to you, Johnson. Yes, definitely. Shout out. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Do you, do you actually know Kung Fu yourself? No. No? Oh, but you're faking it really well. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So there's like no, no um, in terms of preparation for this role, n- no like getting into the mindset or watching different other Kung Fu movies to kind of grab inspiration like Ip Man or no. something. I love the no, Ip Man no, no, movies. No, no, no. Watch them no. guys if you happen to. <laughs> no, for me, it was all about psychology of my character. Oh, I like that. That's deep. I'm guessing mm-hmm. your script is just filled with lots of, uh, you know, um, pen marks and stuff in the margins and I'm going to do... Oh, really? No. Nope. <laughs> I've heard a lot of no. a- other actors do that. I'm going to do no. this here. No, not at all. Are you more like in, a, in the moment sort of actor? Yes. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, especially when you're working off someone else like the kids um and your team and everything like the entourage as they like to call it that you kind of work off them yes you do you do laura you do work off your partner in the scene Mm. because one person talking by himself is not a scene i mean sure that's a monologue but that's not working that's not doing what you're supposed to be doing um people want to see in scenes they want to see not two people talking at each other or waiting for to for someone to shut up before they can say something yeah. they want to see relationships they want to see interactions they want to see what compels them about these two people that they have this interaction mm. How long do you think think it kind of takes you to get into that character, especially a lot of people just go straight back to their normal selves when, you know, they yell cut and everything. But then, then there's also actors like, you know, rest in peace, but Heath Ledger that was pretty much in character like all the time when he played Joker in The Dark Knight as well. Are you always in character or flip on and off really easy? Well, when I'm on, when the camera's rolling, definitely I have to be totally in character. <laughs> but, you know... Um, but even when you're not acting the character you prepared, a residue of him or her 
resides inside you. Mm. And often, after a very, very long shoot, when you've played the same character for many months or a year or years, it's very hard to get rid of them if they are very, very powerful. If they are, if they penetrate you, your soul somehow, you know. Definitely, especially playing, you know, a villain as well, you know, with a bad, uh, with a good guy, you know, it's, I, th- I would say, not that I am an actor, uh, easier to kind of get back to you. But when you've got that, just like Russell Tan does, that power, that control uh, over everybody and everything, <laughs> that must be a bit hard to get back to you, Key. <laughs> well, I go swimming. <laughs> that, that's the de-stress. <laughs> yes, totally. And the sketching. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm really glad you can get back to you. I think that's something that uh, a lot of people just don't think about as when they watch these actors on screen, that they have to get back to themselves as well. They could be playing a really evil character. I could see how easy it would be to just lose yourself. So thank God for your swimming. <laughs> now, it's funny, you know, how all this all began. You actually thought you would only be there for like, what, three episodes? Bit of a filler. Just shows your great acting key. <laughs> Where do you want to see your character of Russell Tan go in the future? Is there anything in particular you'd like to see him do? I have no say in that. You have a team of really brilliant writers for Kung Fu, and it's entirely up to them and, you know, whoever directs them. You can dream, though, Key, can't you? Maybe maybe by saying something, you might get something you want in there. <laughs> I, I will let them present me with surprises in the yeah. future. One you way like or surprises, another. obviously. Life is full of surprises. Oh, that was so deep. I love it. (laughs) It is. Well, everybody, go check it out if you haven't already. Key does an incredible job and so does the rest of the cast. And thank you for just giving us such an incredible show. It was totally my pleasure. Yeah, definitely. Totally, totally. And in terms of being on set as well, because I did read your name means keeper of the peace. So are you a bit of like the keeper of the peace on set as well when it starts getting (laughs) a little bit, you know, I'm sure on set gets a bit hectic sometimes. (laughs) No, I'm very quiet on set. I always stay out of the way of everybody and um, I try to be as invisible as possible. Well, you can't really do that as the villain though, can you? (laughs) No. But that's obviously why a lot of your castmates I read are calling you the kindest man, but also apparently the man who is always trying to feed them. Uh, what are you trying to feed them? And do you cook I, as well? No, 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 no. I, I, I love cooking. I love eating well. I eating nutritionally and also being Asian where in our culture, food is a... It's, uh, it's, it's the factor which brings everybody together, communal food, sharing of food. And it's also where you, you talk about yourself, about your day and how you are. You know, it's an opener to share your, you know, your vulnerabilities with your family. Definitely. Well, I'm sure with the whole Asian cast too, you're kind of all doing that. <laughs> Come in, let's eat more. <laughs> well, there is a lot of food on set. Oh, we I'm have sure. great caterers. Yeah. Yes. You g- mm-hmm. You've got to be fueled, don't you, to get through the big filming days. <laughs> I really wanted to know too, even though you've already achieved so much in your career, can uh, Key, what else can we mm-hmm. expect from you in the future? Is there any other projects that you've kind of got lined up, especially after this season? Do we know if there's going to be a season three? <laughs> season three has been greenlit. It's out in the open. 
Yes. But um, I will see what happens yeah. for me. It's kind of up in yeah. the air, isn't it? For me, Maybe a bit yes. of time off. I think that will be very much deserved mm-hmm. at the end of this. I do have another film which I'm doing um, in the next few months. It's a it's another Canadian film. I mean, it's a Canadian film um, written by Matthew Rankin, who did who has won many awards with his single singular film, um, The Twentieth Century, which is French and English as well. And wow. this film, which he has written for me, it's a two hander about two guys and how they survive in the desert. Wow. So you're reading like two scripts at the moment to kind of get ready for that? No, 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 no. No, not at all. Is is all the uh, filming already finished for Kung Fu now, has it? Season two has finished, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've kind of got some time to prepare. I thought you were like doing both at the same time. I don't know how people do that. (laughs) I'd be confused what project I'm on. (laughs) Oh, it's easy. It's just like reading different books. That's all it yeah, is. That's true. Sometimes mm-hmm. if I'll, I'll forget where I am in a book, though, especially for reading <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm like, what happened again? Oh, yes, I'm here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what advice would you give to our audience today, Key, who might want to follow their dreams of becoming an actor as well? Oh, well, first of all, it's a very tough industry to be in, you know. To be successful in this, you need to persevere. You need to be ready for so much rejection, but more, more than anything else, um, if you really want to be an actor, truly, truly find it inside yourself. That's, that's what you want. Just stick at it. Because Albert Ruddy said this to me many years ago. He's a, he's a film producer. He said, Al said to me, the people who succeed in this industry are not necessarily the best but those people to hang on the longest. Definitely. I couldn't agree with that more. It's kind of like in everything in life, kind of worth having. You've really got to work for it. You've got to mm-hmm. stay in that race because there's a lot of people that just give up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself. Mm, definitely. Thank you for that, Kia. I really hope everyone takes that on board if they want to be an actor. Incredible advice. Or anything else. Anything else. Anything else. Yeah, that's very true. Just life in general. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health? because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them. When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. Now, I was wondering, Key, before we finish up today, would you like to play a game with me? Oh, okay. Yes, he didn't expect this. He's like, a game? No. <laughs> That's not what I came on the show for. <laughs> 
it's a really fun just question answer game so it's like a tiny mini interview um what i'll do it's called the two minute hot seat it's very legendary here on rave it up got a bit oh. of a competitive element everyone loves a little bit of competition <laughs> okay. what i do is i ask you various questions and you just have to pick your preference so it's like dogs or cats or singing or dancing and you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. And then oh when God. we finish, I'll see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else <laughs> who played the game on the show. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm All hoping right. to I'm hoping to have my pal John Brasida on who plays Ryan in Kung Fu. So mm -hmm. maybe you can set the bar nice and high for him and if I have anybody mm -hmm. else from the show. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me just change the view so I can see both of us. All right. Mm -hmm. Let me just get the stopwatch here. Ouch. Mm -hmm. Here we go. <laughs> it's intense, right? Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Apple or Android? Apple. Rap or rock music? Rock. Rock or pop music? Pop. Pop or country? Country. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Beach or pool? Beach. The sun or rain? Rain. Skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. Comedy or action? Action. Blondes or brunettes? <laughs> <laughs> Pass. Uh, sweet or salty? Uh, salty. Sunglasses or hat? Sun. SUV or convertible? Convertible. Mac or PC? Mac. Clean or messy? Clean. PlayStation or Wii? Wii. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Singing or dancing? Uh, 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 dancing. Italian or Chinese food? Chinese. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Ouch. <laughs> uh, Quick. Can I... Uh, Johnny Depp. Mall or online shopping? Online. Cinema or home movie? Cinema. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Cake or cookies? Cake. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookies. Family or friends? Family. Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. Night or day? Night. Bus or train? Train. Straight or curly hair? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one. Eye color blue or brown? Brown. Vampire or werewolf? Vampire. Texting or calling? Calling. Los Angeles or New York? New York. Friday or Saturday? Saturday. TV or movies? Movies. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Snow or surf? Snow. Harry Potter or Twilight? Twilight. Family Guy or The Simpsons? Family Guy. McDonald's or Burger King? <laughs> Burger King. Yeah, we're out of time. Oh, I'm sorry for asking you all the hair questions. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I was like, well, what do you prefer with other people? It could have been that uh, too. <laughs> uh, I love how you, for the people listening to the podcast today, I loved how he, he like touched his hair when. <laughs> my ball paint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, apologize. you know. No, no, no. It's okay. I, I, I don't consider hair as um, it. I, I never think about things like that when I meet yeah. people.
Of course. Um, you shaved it off for so many years too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's something you just, you, when you even look in the mirror, it's not something you look at anymore, is it? So it's not, you know, I think we do put a lot of emphasis on hair. I love my hair, but mm-hmm. it is true, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would look like without it. <laughs> now, how many questions do you think you answered in that time, Key? Uh, 20. Oh, a lot more than that. Oh, really? I know. It goes so quick. You're like, what am I even up to? You have answered 45 questions. <gasps> and you are sitting 43 on the Ravel Up leaderboard, which actually is number 10 out of Zoom interviews. So mm-hmm. that is incredible. You're in the top 10. Woo! Wow. <laughs> You're just going to, if you ever come back to Australia, which I really hope you do, come back mm-hmm. here to Sydney, your, your home, mm-hmm. let me mm-hmm. know and we'll, we'll do it in person one day. I would love that. Quicker. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that, Lauren. That would be a lot of fun. Mm. And before we finish up today, Key, one of our legendary questions here on Rave It Up, we always finish with, as mm-hmm. a closing statement, and it is one of the most important questions here on Rave It Up, not to put so much pressure on it. Knowing what you know now in your life, Key, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? Never take anything seriously, too seriously, because life is beautiful. Oh, I love that. I got you really thinking there, didn't I? You're like, oh, I got to think back upon another days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I really hope everyone, the younger audience, take that on board too. Life, life, life is beautiful, especially when you do what you love. <laughs> Now, before we go, Key, if our audience want to find out what you're up to in the future, where should they go? I could not find you on social media at all. Are you on social media? (laughs) Almost non-existent. Yes, I noticed that. (laughs) Yes. Well, you can go to imdb.com, you know, which is... Mm-hmm. All the list of his projects are there. Mm-hmm. And also for our audience, you can always come to Rave It Up because mm-hmm. I'm sure Key will be back on the show in the future. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I would love to. Thank yeah. you. Just consider mm-hmm. it your second home, okay, Key? If there's anything in the future you want to chat about, just have a good old chat, chat then uh, just let me know. I'll come back and have a really good Aussie chat with you. Yes. Woo. We can just chat about all Aussie things. That'll be fun. <laughs> Yes. But thank you so much for your time today, Key. I really appreciate it. Lauren, thank you. You and, you know, all the producers, thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Keep up the amazing work in Kung Fu. Keep getting more evil. I cannot wait to see more of the episodes. <laughs> I think you, you've really hooked my dad and I in now because I, I told him about it and he watched uh-huh. back in the 70s show. So he's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out, see what it's like. And I really hooked him in. So we're going to continue mm-hmm. watching it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you again. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.